You're listening to Consider This, episode 272, for November 5th, 2019. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, wherever, and whoever you are. Thanks for remembering to listen to this award-winning podcast, Consider This. I'm Doug Payton, normally here to give you my conservative commentary in 10 minutes or less. Remember that for a second. If you want to get your voice heard here, remember to stop by the website, considerthis.ctpodcasting.com, because that's where you can find out all the ways to do that. That's CT as in Changing Texas. Remember what I said that this is normally my commentary in 10 minutes or less? Well, this time out, it won't be my commentary, and it won't be 10 minutes or less. Today, I am thrilled and honored to be talking to Brian Kilmeade about a new book in which he takes a deeper look behind and into another historic event. Remember the Alamo? Okay, but do you remember what happened after that? How Sam Houston defeated the guy that defeated us at the Alamo? Well, listen in as Brian gives us a taste of what he researched about the Alamo Avengers. Let's get right to it. Avengers Assemble! Sorry. I want to welcome back to the Consider This Podcast, Brian Kilmeade. You know him from the Fox News Channel morning show, Fox & Friends. And you can also catch him on his nationally syndicated radio show, The Brian Kilmeade Show, on Fox News Talk from 9 to noon. Brian has a history show on the Fox Nation streaming service called What Made America Great. And he has a number of history books selling on Amazon, but these are not just history textbooks. These are titles like Thomas Jefferson and the Tripoli Pirates, The Forgotten War That Changed American History, George Washington's Secret Six, The Spiring That Saved the American Revolution, and the book I talked with him about earlier this year, Andrew Jackson and the Miracle of New Orleans, The Battle That Shaped America's Destiny. This time out, he's looking behind the scenes at another historical event with Sam Houston and the Alamo Avengers, the Texas victory that changed American history. Brian, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Uh, Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, first of all, I got to ask, where did this interest in history come from? I just had a passion for it my uh, my whole life, like sports. I was really into it, like history. I've always found it fascinating. Biographies, I always found riveting. Uh, obviously depending on the person, but usually if you're writing a biography, you've done something significant and, uh, especially people in history also growing up on Long Island and being in New York city all the time, um, you get a real sense of, uh, history because it's all around you. Oh, this is where this battle was for This is where these, this spy ring was. This is where George Washington thanked his spies. This was the first white house was. And then when I would travel, uh, for soccer, 90% of the time I was going to Virginia and before those games would start, the tournament would take place. I always would say, hey, let's go to one of these sites. And I've always just been been fascinated by the whole thing and just being able to see this history and have it come to life and know uh, these great people in our past walked in this very spot that they wrote about 220 years ago. It's as close as time travel as you can get. Yes, that's true. It is amazing to just walk those uh, same streets and things like that. Yeah. Well, let's start with the Alamo. Sam Houston wasn't at that battle, but names we might recognize were uh, Jim Bowie, William Travis, and, of course, Davy Crockett. And they all died there. Famous men had died in battle before, but you suggest 
that the death of these three in particular changed something regarding the idea of a war hero. Uh, what is it that changed, and, and, and what do, and do war heroes of today have the same sort of cultural uh, significance? Oh, there's no question they do, and we really appreciate it. Now we get it on video. Others were personal accounts. You know, what happened to the Alamo? I can't go to the videotape. I, I can't go to the attachment. I have to go by what people saw. And then in this case, with the Alamo in particular, it's what the women and the servants or slaves, what they were able to relay. So what I wanted to do with Sam Houston and the Alamo Avengers, I want to introduce another great American and, and talk about him, Sam Houston who was very well, people thought he was going to be president. He was president of Texas and governor. And then he was governor of Tennessee. We get that. We know he was mentored by Andrew Jackson. He hung out with, with Martin Van Buren, James K. Polk. And he was also one of the first people to take an active interest in the American Indian and try to make their, uh, their stay in America better because he lived with them for quite a while. So what Sam Houston does in the Alamo Avengers, we go through the Alamo. Uh, how he was hoping that we wouldn't take the Alamo, and then we would certainly not hold the Alamo, how he sent Jim Bowie in to tell everybody to leave it. We don't need to hold it. We need to fight another day. And Bowie was so caught up in the momentum and the spirit and the fortification itself and how everyone was rallying around it, he stayed. And after winning some early battles, they were convinced that they'd be able to hold off any Mexican army. But little did they know that 3,000 Mexican army, maybe as many as five and six, led by Santana, the president general, were heading their direction. And after winning these small battles and taking the Alamo and another, they realized they were outnumbered. But they thought for sure more would come. They didn't. So I bring you through that battle, but I don't end there. I start there. And what happened after the strategy, the plotting, the planning, the unfortunate massacre at Goliad, no one talks about, but it happened a short time after. But what happened in the months after that allowed Texas to not only take Santa Ana uh, Army, but to actually take Santa Ana and to win it in 18 minutes and the ramification for America, not just the people of Texas, Texians at the time, most of which were Americans, but allowed us to expand out west and do something that Jefferson and Jackson both thought we did already. Get Texas like we thought we bought in the Louisiana Purchase. Mm -hmm. It was kind of bargained away by John Quincy Adams. So in it, I bring you through the fight in a way in which you don't have to be a military war college graduate or an instructor to understand. But just so you know, I did speak with a lot of military people and the TV special coming up on November 17th, the documentary which brings you through these battles. Uh, I had General McChrystal out with me and he discussed in a military way what happened out there at the Alamo, the mistakes they made and how and with, with great courage they fought. And with the Alamo, it's not how you lived. Uh, it's how they died, which really uh, would made them live forever. And William Travis's words, as he knew his days and hours were numbered, are the thing that rings true. Well, speaking of uh, William Travis, I, I also did a podcast for the time-traveling TV show Timeless, where in one episode they had to make sure that he wrote the victory or death letter uh, while they were under siege. What effect did that letter have on the Texas independence fight? It was amazing. And and that really lives on. He was such a great writer. He's a lawyer. And the way he knew would talk about, you know, how much I want to live and how much he wanted help, but how spirit was high and just know we will fight to the end and may everybody know that victory or death. And they think to themselves, man, this guy, everyone died. Davy Crockett arguably was one of the last to die. He was fighting in the church, hold up at the end. Travis, after they breached the wall, as you know, was one of the first to die. 
And Jim Bowie was so sick he couldn't get out of sick bay. So they thought, you know, he basically was bayoneted to death and uh, had an ugly death. My sense is he was such a superhero. He would have found some way to live or win. I mean, that's the kind of life Jim Bowie had. <laughs> such a fighter and is such a leader. But he was so sick and they don't know what it was, tuberculosis, smallpox. But he was rendered uh, useless. So as it's the way they died, the way they fought, the way they wrote, that inspired. And then when Goliad goes down, when uh, Jim Fannin made a series of bad moves, the one who failed out of West Point, but uh, you know died gallantly, but he ended up giving up the fight to save his men, and they ended up all dying, most of them. And when we word got out how brutally they died, how sinister it was, it would absolutely bolster the masses. And you know the Texians, who are Americans, most of them, they said, oh, now you not only will I not be intimidated, we're more determined to win. Houston's challenge, and I know I'm speaking to somebody who knows this, but for the audience, Houston's challenge was to convince a bunch of brave men to walk away and retreat in the runaway scrape. Because he knew he has one battle in him, and he had to win it. And if he lost it, so was Texas lost. So he had to train, retreat, train, retreat, use his sentinels, uh, make sure his couriers uh, would be, really be able to relay message, build up his army, because he knew when they fought, they had to win. And when he finally won, and there's, we go to the Witchway tree, where famously he gets to this tree, and the men were like, we better fight. And they just said, we know where the Mexican army is, we're going. And Sam Houston said, no, I told everyone where we're going, regardless, when they showed up. They devised a great battle plan, and Sam Houston, typical Sam Houston fashion, leads the charge. Whatever you want to say about Petraeus and, uh, you know, McChrystal and this generation of great leaders, we're not, we don't let them lead anymore. Houston's in front, mm -hmm. and he's 6'4", and he gets shot and almost bleeds out. But in the end, his guys win because the Mexican army was sleeping. Amazing. Well, and that's that's something I heard on uh, Paul Harvey's The Rest of the Story way back in the day, that Sam Houston knew his enemy's habits so well he attacked when uh, he knew Santa Ana would be napping. So so you're basically confirming that? He did not know they'd be napping. He uh, he knew when he wanted to fight. What he said is I, he got up at 10. They thought tomorrow, today was the day they were going to fight. So when he got up at 10, they thought, wait a second, I guess he doesn't want to fight today. But what he did is he meets with his war council, three or four guys. And he says, I know you guys want to fight, so let's do it. And believe it or not, a lot of those guys are like, I'm not sure today's the day. He goes, yeah, we're doing it. Back then, if you don't start early, you usually don't fight because you need daylight. You know, they didn't have the infrared glasses. So when he, when he started at 2, the Mexican Army was under the impression since they had marched all night and reinforcements had been going for two straight days. He said, guys, it's okay. Put your guns in a pile. Get some rest. So they foolishly were all resting. But Houston did not anticipate they would be resting. I see. Okay, so um, so the forces that Houston had at his disposal were, you know, clearly far outnumbered by Santa Ana's troops. Is that basically how Houston managed to defeat them, uh, to defeat this Napoleon of the West, as they called him? Yeah, a fearless attack. The twin sisters donated by the people of Cincinnati. Uh, great cannon fire. A great plan came from both sides and up the middle. Uh, the stunning which way they did it, the, the quickness in which they attacked, the thoroughness in which were the battle. We had better guns. They had better bayonets. But in the end, a complete victory. 
Uh, they killed a lot of them in cold blood because they just ran. They couldn't even find their guns in time. Some of them jumped into the water because it was surrounded by water. Uh, you can see the San Jacinto Monument there even today, and you can really relive, and you'll see it on November 17th. You can really see what they were up against, the Mexicans, and you can see what the Americans, the Texians, were up against. So the victory was a great strategy, fortuitous timing, and the ramifications were unquantifiable. I mean, literally, Sam Houston, again, showing great composure while bleeding from the ankle. They bring Santa Ana over to him, who they caught the next day. And instead of saying, OK, we'll hang you and murder you the way you murdered all our buddies. He said, sit down. Write this down. We want need you to sign this back off the reinforcements and sign over Texas. And they did. And they held on to him for a few more weeks to make sure it would be a tenuous existence for the next nine years. But in 1845, they'd fight and get Texas officially. And then most of the West right after New Mexico and uh, parts of Arizona. So there's a lot to learn. You have a 21-year-old who will go into the teeth of fire and understand he almost died. And you have a 21-year-old that understands how fragile this republic is because he was brought to heel in Washington, which was burned to the ground of the War of 1812. So he had two things that, that molded him in his 20s and now as he was in his 40s. The republic is, is fragile. You have to fight for it. Encourage must be combined with smarts. And those lessons made him the perfect person to lead the charge and make him the first president of Texas. And he's the perfect person to understand, too, that as much as Andrew Jackson wanted Texas and they both plotted and planned to get it, he knew in the break uh, it would, uh, acquiring Texas and annexing it was not popular because of the, uh, the brutality of slave state, free state. Well, let me ask you this. What do you think would have happened to Texas if they had stayed independent and not joined with, you talk about Texians and Americans. What if they hadn't uh, uh, joined with the United States? What do you think would have happened coming out I of that? I can't imagine. I mean, Brit, Brits were coming over and they were saying, hey, guys, let's do this. You know, I, we know our mistakes last time. I would love to annex you. I would love for you to be the property like we have these Caribbean islands. How about that? And Mexico would constantly be, it would be a constant friction with Mexico. I mean, they, they had an option. They had a window and their window was America. They were waiting on us. So I can't imagine a situation where they would have been independent uh, in the South because it seemed to be a waiting game. People seemed, as much as they have pride as a Lone Star state, they knew they couldn't be. They were trying to build up a Navy. They could have allies on both sides, but it wouldn't have been likely. I've never really thought about that scenario because each time it seemed like to be a waiting game when annexation would come in. Well, that's fascinating, Brian. Thanks so much. Uh, you can find Brian Kilmeade at briankilmead.com. He's on Twitter, at Kilmead, K-A-L-M-E-A-D-E. This book, it sounds amazing, is Sam Houston and the Alamo Avengers, the Texas victory that changed American history. And you can find it on his website or on Amazon. I'll have a link in the show notes at considerthis.ctpodcasting.com. Brian, I really appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day. No problem. And if anyone have a huge uh, touring schedule, anyone wants to know where it is, uh, BrianKillMe.com, just click on tour, and maybe I'll be in a city by you and hope to see everybody in person. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Perhaps this piqued your interest in this and other historic events that Brian has written about. And as I said, links to his books are in the show notes at considerthis.ctpodcasting.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, no matter what the topic, no matter when the topic, 
take a little time to consider this.